0: Welcome back. So today we're going to be hitting you guys with all the actual facts of what's going on in the real estate market. By the way, if you hear a slight echo, 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 echo. <laughs> forgive us because we're doing the podcast on the fly today and a lot of this information is absolutely breaking news. Julie's been pulling this out of all the headlines for the past couple weeks. Now what we're going to be sharing with you are the headlines as uh, well reported in, say, for example, Inman News or CNBC. But we're also sharing information that we get from a lot of our big broker contacts because a lot of the information you read in the press is uh, essentially they're reporting what has happened. And a lot of the information we get from big brokers like, for example, EXP is what will happen because we are able to then you know pass this information along to you guys. We're telling you this because we don't want you to believe some of the fear and panic uh, loathing headlines that are essentially everywhere. And I'll give you an example. There were numerous headlines on CNBC yesterday that if you were just to read the headline and just to read the first couple lines, you would think the absolute end of the world is coming <laughs> and we're all going to be living in caves. You better get a shovel to dig your own hole. Uh, and then you'd read the whole article, and it was—I showed this to you, right? Yes. In the very end of the article, it actually uh, cut through all the paragraphs of malarkey that they just had fed to all of us, and then we can see what the actual truth was. Which, in essence, was there's really nothing to worry about, and uh, for the you know. That's just, you know, real estate is going to continue to be one of the best investments that people can make, even in times of change, or maybe especially times of change like this. So when Julie was uh, gleaning all these points for you guys, we were doing it with the intent of helping you feel more confident and secure and, uh, you know, basically knowledgeable, but also so you can pass this information along to all your potential real estate clients. The main thing is, is if you lean into the facts and you remove the hype, then all of a sudden you'll realize that this is perhaps one of the best opportunities to be in the real estate industry in the last 15 years. So Julie, when you were putting all these facts and figures together, Mm -hmm. how hard was it for you Mm. to sift and sort through the BS? Yeah,
1: well, there was a whole lot of what you said, which starts with a dramatic headline, followed by blah, 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 freak out, freak out, the world is coming to an end, and then culminates with, but everything's gonna be fine, it's really not a big deal. So yes, it did take a lot of work to put this together. And this is your market report going into fourth quarter. This is sort of our runway into fourth quarter. What should you know? What does all of this mean? And we're going to translate market trends so we can educate, motivate, and get you into action to show you, remember our, our podcast earlier this week, how to make at least 100000 in the next 90 days, even with or possibly because of those market changes.
0: Now, we want to share with you a couple things just to sort of set the stage here, what our own personal beliefs are. About what's going to happen in the market and the economy on a whole, um, we are Julie and I believing, especially when you read and hear some of these facts are about to give you, that we're definitely in a long-term inflationary cycle. The last one we've experienced in the United States was similar to this one, started in 1967 and didn't end until 1982. It does feel a lot like what happened then is what's happening now. And so, what does that mean? Were there still real estate transactions that happened during that over 10-year span? Of course, there were. Were there still, you know, people, agents making and brokers making lots of money, helping buyers, you know, buyers and sellers buy and sell? Of course, there were. So, did it also cause a bit of a market clearing from all the people that were not skills-based and learned how to, you know, agents that weren't? proactively lead generating ones that weren't actually providing a high level of service to their customers did the market clear those agents out absolutely it did so it's possible though it has not started that there's actually going to be a reduction in agents now I want to also share with you guys uh, we did hear a couple of people in uh, on YouTube and people that were you know running big seminars say that the National Association of Realtors was predicting a 25 to 30% drop in agents well what did Julie and I do we emailed The uh, editor of essentially one of our contacts, National Association of Realtors, and we asked her, um, is there any report that has come out of the National Association of Realtors that's predicted there to be a 25 or 30 percent drop in the number of agents? And she said no. So again, it all goes back to hype. So you're going to have to really be careful who you're listening to during a transitionary market like this. And
1: do your own fact-checking, right?
0: Absolutely. Because you
1: did that because that just didn't sound right to you, so you investigated. Well, it's
0: because I don't believe it's going to happen, truthfully. I don't either.
1: I think maybe it's going to go up.
0: I think it's going to go up. It'll at least stabilize because what you're going to see is a lot of people that are looking for – um, you know, I can see it in across the board. People joining with us at DXP, people mm-hmm. joining uh, coaching our coaching organizations. They're looking for a second career, another source of income. A lot of people joining like that. There's a ton of people that are getting, uh, that are choosing real estate as a full time career. That are, you know, maybe they're retiring as teachers or firefighters mm-hmm. or ex military people. So just from a sheer number, uh, a demographic, um, you know, the number of people that are looking to buy and sell real estate, but also the sheer number of people that are interested in getting into real estate, there actually will probably be at least a stabilizing in terms of the number of agents that are members of the National Association of Realtors, or there possibly could even be an increase. And an increase is what it's feeling like uh, to Julie and I. I agree,
1: yeah.
0: Okay, fact.
1: so fact number one, the average home sold for less than list price, oh, shocker, right? for the first time in more than 17 straight months this was for the time frame ending at the very end of August August 28th was our latest reporting of this year so what is the action we're going to do a fact and then an action like what are you supposed to do about this set expectations with your buyers and sellers that a well-priced home should sell at the list price not radically higher but for buyers agents out there that also doesn't mean go around lowballing because Fact number two, in spite of price reductions, increased inventory, and longer days on the market, homes still sold for 99.8% of the list price. So yes, it's less than 100%, but it's still 99.8%. However, that is of the final list price after any reductions if they occurred.
0: Now, what does that mean? Fact one, fact two, what all of you should be thinking about is, okay, that means there's going to be more listings for sale. Correct. That means there's going to be more listings that are going to be... um, Essentially more listings will react result in houses having to be more competitively priced. Mm -hmm. Correct. But also it's gonna result in a heck of a lot more expired. We said this yesterday, we're gonna say this every single day because it's really important. If you've ever wanted to become a listing agent, I said it when we started the show today, this is probably one of the best times ever because the expired listings are gonna start hitting the market. Some of you don't know what expired listings are, you don't know what to do to generate the lead, you don't know what to do to get the seller to want to list with you join Premier Coaching. That is a big section of what we teach you in the first level of Premier Coaching that you have instant free access to. If you want to join Premier Coaching, you want to learn how to be a listing agent, you want to learn how to make the most of this market that is quickly upon us, do text the word PREMIER to 47372. Text the word PREMIER to 47372. And when you do, you're going to have instant access to all Premier Coaching. And yes, that includes our information about expireds. Yes, that includes a daily semi-private coaching call with a Harris certified coach. Do not think about it. This is your way forward. This is a perfect time of year to join Premier Coaching. That way, when the calendar ticks over, you can actually have all your ducks in a row and you don't have to, you know, essentially restart your business. Your business will already have momentum rolling into 2023. Just text the word Premier to 47372. Take action on that now. Remember, when texting, message and data rates may apply. Oh, yeah. If you want to just go to the website directly and skip the line and sign up right away, just go to members.timandjulieharris.com.
1: Okay, so the action now that you know that on average homes are actually selling for 99.8% of list price, well, you've gotta price it right in the first place if you're a listing agent to avoid future adjustments and longer days on the market, thus giving buyers a reason to come in lower or worse to reject the home and simply keep looking because after all, buyers now have options, which leads us to fact number three. The number of new listings for sale was actually down by 16% versus one year earlier. Now that's the largest decline since May of 2020. So how can inventory be rising if new listings are down? Because those new listings are being added to listings that have yet to sell. So what's your action step? Monitor the competition closely and realize that buyers now have choices. All right, fact number four. Homes are still selling.
0: Let me level you off. We did a podcast. It's very uh, huge downloads. It was uh, two weeks ago. I think it was great. 14 reasons or 15 reasons your listings might not be selling. Yes. Okay. So if you are a listing agent and you have a listing or listings that are not selling, Um, and you don't know what to do, or if you're using your, um, you know, lack of experience and knowledge about how to handle a listing and the seller's emotions and expectations, and maybe you're using that as your excuse not to become a listing agent, listen to that podcast. We're giving you 14 or 15 reasons why the listing might not be selling Um, And maybe just use that as your checklist when you're listing a new house as well. The podcast is available everywhere, iTunes, Stitcher. Obviously, it's a video over on YouTube, so make sure you get that information. Now, the podcasts are just essentially an overview of what you get in Premier Coaching. It says, you love what you get on our podcast. This is the number one listened to daily podcast. Imagine the in-depth, actionable information you'll have when you join Premier Coaching. Just remember to text the word Premier to 47372.
1: Yes, so facts number four and five are related, but pay attention here. Homes are selling. Fact number four, 35% of listings that sold had an accepted offer within two weeks or less on the market. That is actually about the same as last year. So here's the action. If your listing has not sold in two weeks, it is likely priced too high because 35% are still selling in that time frame. Now, fact number five, 24% of listings became pending within just one week of being active. So here's what this affects, and I've gotten so many questions from agents and the coaches are getting these as well. How do you price in that environment? Here's the action. Stop pricing based on peak prices of Q1 this year. That has been deemed by now by most economists as the peak. Instead, price competitively based on the most recent sales in the last 30 to 60 days. Those are comps that did not get more than list price. Those are comps that maybe even had a price reduction before they ended up at 99%.
0: So here's the challenge these guys have. A lot of them have never had to learn how to do a really good competitive CMA. Correct. A lot of them don't know, uh, like, basically, you know, essentially pricing things in the past you know maybe all their careers was simply putting whatever seller the seller wanted in the MLS and it sold with competing offers. Yeah
1: because FOMO saved their butts.
0: Exactly so and unfortunately if you guys don't learn how to actually price uh, correctly you are going to be the one that the, who has the listings expiring on you. Many of the expiring listings that are going to be showing up which will create an enormous market opportunity for all uh, all of you who are willing to learn how to work expires which is not that difficult Most of those listings are going to have expired because either, obviously, price condition or location. But I want to warn you, do not just walk into the seller's house assuming there was a price issue because sometimes it was other things, and we talk about this on the show and on coaching, sometimes it was other things. Maybe it was, for example, the seller was just ornery, didn't allow showings to happen. Maybe the seller was sort of arrogant and turned down some offers they should have accepted. Maybe once you take new pictures, write a new description, maybe even leave the price the same, you actually might get that house sold in 24 hours. That's the kind of weirdo market we're in right now. But you're going to have to learn how to manage your expectations, learn the seller's expectations, manage the seller's expectations. This is the reason uh, selling real estate in a normal market, let alone a transitioning market, is really half sort of analytical skill and a lot of people's skills and unfortunately a lot of Dr. Phil. (laughs) Yes, and
1: a lot of scripts and skills, too, because, like, you mentioned the podcast from last week. It's not just one thing that can cause a house not to sell. If you had any of those one things, it might be. If you've got more than one, you're going to sit on the market. Now, the difference between the podcast and coaching is the podcast gives you the bird's eye view. Here's 14 reasons a house might not have sold. In coaching, you get the scripts so that you know what to do about it.
0: Well, even on the buyer side, Julie, these guys are going to be tortured because as the market changes, the buyers (laughs) are going to start reading all this frankly, bad information. Yep. This is the time to lowball all the sellers. This is the time to you know, try to get a deal. All these types of you know, mm-hmm. things that s- your buyers are going to show up in your life and they're going to have bad information. Uh, maybe from even other agents will have learned this bad information. You're going to have to know how to counsel them, what to say, again, how to approach them so that they actually end
1: up buying a house. And they, so they don't fire you over it.
0: Well, that's where I was going. So some of you will be thinking that like for example a buyer is going to show up this is just a for example scripting thing the buyer is going to show up in your life and they're going to say I'm looking for a deal now your real estate agent's mind is going to go to a deal must mean low price and then you're going to start without actually having really drilled down on what a deal truly meant for that buyer you're going to start telling that buyer how you're going to go out and slay the market Hmm. torture the seller you know we're going to get the seller to drop the price by half you're going to say all of these low skill type things when that's unfortunately a lot of agents do And then the buyer is going to eventually realize that you lied to them, eventually realize that you said some stuff to them that wasn't true, and they will fire you, and they'll end up working with another agent and buying a house from another agent. What you should have done when that buyer said, I'm looking for a deal, because you're going to hear that a lot, you are hearing that a lot, aren't you listeners, you need to say to that buyer, Mr. Buyer, I appreciate that. A lot of folks are looking for a deal. What does a deal mean to you? Then you will discover that almost always a deal it usually includes price, but not the first thing. Most people want to buy a house that, you know, let's say they're not investors, they're end users. They want to move themselves and their family in the house. They're looking for a house that's in a good condition. They're looking for a house that's in good location. They're looking for a house that's going to, where the close date and the move-in date's going to line up with their you know kids going back to school or getting married or whatever it is. And then somewhere in there, price might actually settle in. And oftentimes, if they do say price, you say, Mr. Sell or Mr. Buyer, I appreciate the price is important to you. So just so that I'm clear, when you say price, like what you know, really drill down on what they mean by that. And then what you'll discover when you use our scripts, and again, this isn't the theme of today's show, is really what they're focusing on is payment. They're not really the price isn't as important to you or important to them as you might think it is, the payment, of of course, is what's important to them. And so then you're going to have to get into a little bit if they have payment, uh, if there's a payment problem, if, say, for example, um, I can't afford to, or I don't want to pay any more than $1,500. Well, you're then going to have to have the skill set to not just say, well, based on your down payment and based on the average sale price of the house in this, you know, in this community, you're not going to be able to get a $1,500 a month payment. Nope. What you're going to have to then do is have some good loan officers that are going to work with that prospective buyer to see if there's any kinds of uh, loan programs out there that would actually make it so that they can hit their payment um, goal. You guys get it? There's a lot of complexity that is all skills-based Frankly, it's not that hard to learn, and once you've learned it, you will have an unfair advantage in your marketplace because none of your competitors will have it. You do not differentiate yourself in this market with your brand or your marketing. You differentiate yourself in this market with your skill set, and ultimately, the way you have a stellar brand is based on the results that you get for other people. Don't try to make yourself famous, guys. I know we're moving out of this influencer era. But don't try to make yourself famous. Try to make the result you get for other people famous. And then what will happen is other people will do business with you because of the fact you've been helping other people accomplish their goals. If you don't and aren't experiencing what you want in life, if you aren't essentially having the lifestyle that you want to have, it's because you haven't helped enough other people accomplish their goals. The more people you help accomplish their goals, the more of your goals you will be able to accomplish. That is the success formula that is always going to work for all of you. It all starts with what you know, and then it starts with your willingness to help people with the newly found knowledge, especially if you're going to move forward today and join Premier Coaching.
1: So fact number six, the days on the market have increased, but only to a median of 26 days, up from a record low of only 17 days on the market set in May of just this year. So when the headline says, massive more days on the market, our homes are sitting, well, okay, 26 days. But here's the action, if your listing is not sold after 26 days, it is time to reassess because now you're falling short of what the averages are. So do a new comparative market analysis, review showing feedback, and create a new strategy. Extend your listing agreement and adjust the price at the same time. Most of what's expiring today is expiring on agents who had between 30 and 60-day listing agreements.
0: Which is insane, but that is what was the norm during the boom market. Uh, And so a little advanced tip for you, get at least six-month contracts, and yes, listing contracts, and yes, you can even get 12-month listing contracts. Just use the service guarantees that we teach you to use in uh, Premier Coaching. You know, again, our goal is to give you guys USPs, unique selling propositions that your competitors won't have. And, you know, one of those is essentially a service guarantee that the seller is always in control of the term of the listing, provided you hit certain milestones, which we all explained you had to hit in coaching. And by laying all this out to the seller and removing the fear of them making a bad decision hiring you, they will absolutely gravitate towards you because all your competitors are going to have one-sided, locked in, The listing is for six months, you can't do anything about it, whereas you're going to have service guarantees, which gives you an advantage in the marketplace.
1: Exactly. Fact number seven, though the average list-to-sell price ratio is now 99.8%, instead of more than list price, there were still 37% of sales that happened above list price. Last year, that statistic was higher, yes, at 50% selling above list. So keep in mind that the difference is, again, the fact that the final list price may have been reduced. That's different from months and years past. So that, that tells you you have to know, you know your subject property, what is the history of that, and watch your hot sheets every day because not all the markets are acting the same anymore.
0: Hey, by the way, I do remember now what the actual punchline was to that doom and gloom article from CNBC yesterday. What was that? Do you remember at, they were talking about all the, the you know, these statistics, basically, but they're writing them in such a way that it sounded scary? And the end result was, worst-case scenario, worst case scenario if prices dropped by five percent they I were remember. expecting a total of 250,000 people 270 yeah. 270 270,000 people in the country to be underwater in other words they all put down five or ten percent and if the house were to actually be worth five or ten percent less and they had to sell the house then technically they would owe more on the house than it was worth but that doesn't mean crap. That's th-
1: first of all a super micro percent. That's not in your state or your town. That's, That's in that country. Wide. Okay. Yeah. And of those two hundred seventy thousand people who are maybe a little bit underwater, that also assumes that any of them would want to sell. Exactly. Okay? So it's an even smaller micro percent. But of course, you had to read through pages and pages of article to get there.
0: But th- that, see, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. There's so many people look, here. Here's now I'm going to tell you guys. You're going to start getting emails from people offering for $300 or $500 to put you on the list for REO properties. Oh, yes. You're going to see all of these, you know, snake oil salesmen, they're going to start coming out of the work trying to leverage the fact that you, or they're hoping that you did not do the actual drill down and homework on what's actually happening in the real estate market. By the way, we are just giving you national statistics. You need to be doing the local statistics. You might be experiencing a market in your local market that is – Uh, frankly still a crazy sellers market or you might be in a local market where some of the major employers are moving out and people are selling their houses and the market actually might be more of a buyers market so you need to adjust accordingly you need to really learn the art and science of doing a CMA which many of you especially if you've only been in the business for really 15 years or less you've never
1: you've never had to know how to do it no that's why they're freaking out yep Of course we have scripts for that. Okay, so fact number eight, our final fact of today, and of course we'll keep these facts updated as they roll out, but today's fact number eight, price reductions are now a thing. However, when you look at weekly stats, it's 7.5% of active homes had a price reduction. However, those adjustments were pretty modest and not radically changed week to week. So not only are they not used to doing price reductions, they also think that like five or $7,000 is a price reduction. So they're not radically coming down
0: well these agents unfortunately nowadays don't know how to have price reduction conversations exactly. right they don't so here i'm gonna give you guys again I'm, i can't hold myself back from helping I you feel guys it coming yeah well but seriously you know <laughs> yeah. i want st- i know there's somebody out out there right now that's going on a listing appointment this afternoon and i don't want them to not take the listing and be successful uh... because they say silly things and one of the things you never say to a seller is lower your price you'll get fired every single time if you say lower your price so when you take a new listing And let's say, for example, in this market, you're often going to have to take an overpriced listing because the seller is just going to have their head in the clouds and they're going to think it's, you know, late last year or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you say, Mr. Seller, and and let's say the house is worth $500 and they want to price it at $525 or $535. And if you don't list it at $525 or $535, you're not going to list it because two other realtors told them it was worth at least that. That's going to happen all the time. An immature, or rather, an inexperienced agent is going to try to do some sort of, you know, MMA battle with the seller <laughs> to yeah. get them to price it at my price, and the CMA and all these other agents are going to tell you a higher price and whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. You won't take the listing. So take the listing, but do it ethically. And here's what you say, Mr. Seller. Listen, I appreciate the fact that you feel the house is worth five twenty-five or you know five thirty-five in this market. And the fact is, I can understand and I appreciate the fact. That you do feel that way, especially after seeing a house, the house, and give them a compliment about the house, be sincere. You know, you've kept it in really good condition, it's got a great location, it's got a fantastic backyard. I definitely see why the house could be worth more than what the CMA is saying. Don't say what I am saying, you need to make it so that CMA says it, the comparative market analysis says it. In other words, it's just sort of this disinterested, you know, bureaucratic stack of paper that's telling what they don't want to hear. It's not you. You got to be on the same side of the table emotionally as they are. So Mr. Seller, let's do this. Let's go ahead and get the property listed right now for 535. But let's agree after two weeks or 10 showings, if we don't have a written verified offer on your property, that we will reposition the house on the market to correctly reflect the market or the buyer's expectations. All your sellers are going to say that's great. And then what you do, you list the property and we'll, uh, coach you then how to get a price reduction form signed at the time you take the listing for two weeks into the future for the what might be the correct market price of $4.99. In other words, you're taking the listing, you're going to give it no more than two weeks or ten showings, whichever comes first, to try to get the higher price for the seller uh, and then the, and you're not lying to them about what the house is worth. You're completely and totally ethically uh, telling them what the next move is forward, you're getting a price reduction form signed at the time you take the listing that's two weeks into the future. You can, you know, obviously tell the seller that you'll get your verbal, their verbal authorization before you, you know, obviously change the price in the MLS. They'll agree, and that's that. Now, if you don't want to, you know, get the the listing price change form signed ahead of time, that's fine as well, but write in the listing contract so the seller has a copy of it that on this date in the future that we'll be then reviewing uh, the positioning of the house in the market do not say lower the price
1: don't lose a listing over overdoing it especially in a transitioning market where many people are not on the same page are not studying what you're studying not educating themselves the way you are with what's actually going on so what you were talking about was let the seller believe in their price, take the listing, but have an agreement and a conversation ahead of time. That way they're not feeling like, oh, well, you're just trying to beat me down on price, right? You've actually discussed it. It's called setting expectations. That's
0: right. And that is a con- those conversations have to happen at every step of the process when you're working with buyers and sellers in this market. Otherwise, you're not going to put deals together. And it's not a lot to learn, but there is a lot of scripts and techniques that will make it so that your business will flow and will happen at levels that you can't imagine because your competitors will not be willing to learn the skills necessary for this market. Unfortunately, that is what happens in a market like this. This is the reason why the greatest opportunities and the greatest fortune of men and women are always made during the greatest times of change. And we're in one of those greatest times of change now. Embrace it. Feel lucky. Your timing is perfect. Now it's absolutely imperative that you take the next natural step and you get your education on, guys. Look, less TikTokking and more learning how to actually have a conversation with an expired seller, for example, the results in you taking the listing. That's what this market's all about. That's the opportunity. For those of you who are serious about your business and ready to take the next level, you, of course, know what to do. Text the word PREMIER to 47372. Text the word PREMIER to 47372. And when texting, message and data rates may apply. So go back and listen to the thousands of podcasts. Be Guys, be hopefully we delivered on what we always promised to educate you, motivate you. Now it's up to you to get into action. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow.